This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Thank you all for being here. Um, thank you for staying for our conversation slash Q&A. Um, like I mentioned before the movie, this is uh, the director, Luciana Kaplan. Um, I was going to do an extended introduction afterwards, but I think oh. <laughs> things will come out afterwards. Yeah, she doesn't want me to do that. So, so we'll actually just jump right in. And I think I want to start with the first general question of um, how the project came about. And how did you find Ofrosina? How did you first approach her? How did that come about? Well, it was, uh, I wasn't looking for, for this story or this woman. Uh, it just happened because a friend of mine who's a journalist uh, she told me about her. It, I mean, she was just lost uh, her seat uh, at her town. I mean, it, it happened all the, this part of the story that is told in the beginning. And when I met her, I thought she was like a really interesting because she was fighting against like something that it was very complicated, and it, it, it was a fight like inside the community. Yeah to change like something, it had been changed for years and it was very hard. So I thought it was like potentially very interesting. She was very like appealing, very strong, very intelligent and and I didn't know like what was gonna happen but I knew that something could happen. I never imagined that that was the thing that was gonna <laughs> happen of course. But it was just like a hunch I think. I said, well, let's do something. So I started like following her. Mm-hmm. I went to her town. At first, we were just like two people with a camera and a mics, and then it just started being like bigger and bigger, and then it was like a big film. <laughs> and I think you mentioned that you did it sort of in stages, right? So you went and got some footage and talked mm-hmm. to her for a bit, and then you came back and applied for the grant yes. and then it worked. Can you, can you explain a little yeah, bit about Yeah, well, it took like two years to, to film this, this documentary. So at first, as I told you, like two weeks after I met her, because she told me, yeah, I mean, you can do like a film about me, but you have to come to my community so you understand how all the environment and the context, of course. So I went, we weren't just, as I tell you, like two persons with with one camera and a couple of mics with my money, and we started shooting, Then, then we came back and I applied for a grant, and and they gave it to me, but like like five months after that. But I I kept uh, I kept shooting uh, all the time, yeah. and then I got like a little money, and then and I I applied to this uh, other um, support of my film school mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the Opera Prima project. So so I got like all the funding. So. There, I mean, there was like a bigger crew with a real photographer right. and a real sound person, and it became uh, quite bigger. But it took me, I mean, like one year and a half until I got this big funding. So most of, of the of the shooting I did it just I mean, with a smaller yeah. crew. Yeah, and is that is that common for documentary projects in Mexico? Yeah, I think like, so. I think that everywhere, you know, you start like doing something and then. You get funding because you need like like a teaser or something. So right. it's complicated because Sorry. if you don't have that, you cannot apply. But if you don't have funding, it's hard to make a teaser. Right. So it's it's, <laughs> it's a so kind of, yes. So yeah. well, now I mean, there's like like development funds, so you can ask for that. But still, you need like some research 
and a T-series of Unisom yeah. by funding that you have to do by yourself most of the time. So right. it's kind of tricky. Yeah, no, fair enough. Can, um, before we go into the specifics of the film, since you just mentioned it, can you give us a sort of a general idea of what the documentary uh, community, documentary filmmaking community is in Mexico? Like, um, within the school or uh, where do filmmakers come from? How do they develop the projects? We talked about film uh, financing, but also in general. Like. Well, it's very big and is I, I don't think that you can say that it's just like a specific group because there's all mm-hmm. kind of people like making documentaries. There's like the filmmakers that went to film school and it's, it's some kind of a group of a gang that I'm part of it, I have to say. But... Uh, you're the and then, of the game. Uh, yeah, well, no, but but you know, there's there's these the people that went to film school, and that we're trying to do like like another kind of like a documentary is more like visual, uh, more more close to fiction. I have to say, you know, mm-hmm. and we're like very much into like storytelling, and then but there was a lot of production of people that that they haven't been to film school and they're and they're trying to do like small things all around. So it, there's a lot of people right. since there's like video cameras and it's like cheaper. So so everybody is trying to make a film. Yeah. So it's hard to say that there's only one group. I think it's all kind of people doing stuff. But I think uh, in the last like ten years it became like much more important because now there's like a lot of festivals. There's this big festival called Ambulante that I think they changed the game a little bit because mm-hmm. it started like showing these documentaries in theaters and they're really great films so and then there's Docs DF and you know it's big in, it's, it's, yeah. it's starting to be like bigger and bigger and it's starting to show in, in, in film theaters which I think is documentaries in film theaters yes yeah. which is so rare. that's really important because now they're kind of like in the same level I mean it will never be but it's yeah. like starting to be like closer to fiction in that exactly. yeah. sense and national product too, because for a long time, Mexican film theaters were mostly just show Hollywood stuff, right? Yeah, and exactly. So, yeah. So now they're starting to show other kind of films. So. Yeah, that's good. And also, you mentioned this in class before, but uh, just for people who weren't there, about the uh, gender composition of documentary filmmakers, which is very interesting. Yeah, I think there's like most of the the people that are making films are women now, and they keep asking me why. I really don't know. Because all the answers that I say, they just, they just don't sound right. So I don't know, but, but it's very interesting that there are like, so many women making documentary films. And as I told in class, I think it's, they expect like, women to make kind of a more like, like sentimental films or more like kind of pink kind of films, but quite the opposite. They're doing like most like strong films, they, and they're talking about issues that nobody wants to talk about, about like violence and war and things that are really strong. So I think there's a stigma that is going away that women only can make like, very sensitive films, but they can do all kinds of films, which I think is great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Also, it's, it's interesting because, um, especially compared to what the news media is like in, in Mexico, which is very conglomerate, very consolidated, having so many other stories being told in, yeah. in those kind of ways. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's very important. It's really important to tell things in another point of view, and not only, and not only violence, because there's the thing in Mexico yeah. that everything is like the narco and the violence and the disappearance, but there's like other kind of stories that, that you have to 
Like, like this. Talk yeah. about yes. I mean, there's there like so many stories. And Mexico is like such a big country, and it really makes an interesting. So it's important not not just to focus on violence or or the narco, you know, or, or the disappearance or the or women being killed, which is true. But yeah. it, there's other kinds of stories. So I think that we like the documentarian should like talk about these subjects as well. Yeah, yeah. show the plurality mm-hmm. of voices. What are so I think you briefly talked about this in class too, but what are some problems then with showing like different voices and different people? Um, like especially people who are known for their political projects um, or for being leaders of certain communities that then when they get represented on, on film they have issues with that. Yeah, well there's always a problem with with ethics, of course. You know. I didn't have a problem with that which I I'm really happy. I, I I finished the film and I showed it to her, and she was really happy. But but I was kind of scared. I mean, because if she wanted like to change like something, I would have to change it. I, yeah. I didn't have any choice. But there's other things, especially with the students, that they have like a lot of problems with that because I mean they they represent like somebody, and I mean, is their point of view about this person? And then, of course, the person doesn't like it, so there's like a big yeah. struggle. So, and I don't think there's like a rule. You have to see like every case in a special every way case. and see what what you can do because you have the right to to show other people about other people's lives. You know, yeah. so it's very tricky. Yeah, that's true. Say, so you, that's great. I mean, you had clearly very intimate access to both Efrosina and her community. Because I was really struck for that one scene um, where it's, I'm guessing it's someone's living room and they're talking and there's a lot of women around and she's specifically talking to the one guy mm-hmm. and asking him about whether he hits his wife and whether he drinks. And everybody's and laughing. Yeah, it's like the nervous sick. laughter of like, well, everyone knows that he does, but no one really does anything. How, how, how did you manage that? How was that? Well, because I... Because I went there like many times, you know, and I make like people get used to that. So, of course, this happened after like a lot of time of going there, and people get used to you. But you have to do that work. It's very important. Yeah. Build the trust. With yeah, people. and that they get used to you, and they're not looking to the camera, and they're just you're just like normal to them. Yeah. There's some point that actually they they get bored of you. So, so. Because <laughs> you're there all the time. Yeah, I think that's. That's important. Sorry. How about the other side of access? Because you have that brief interview with um, the mayor, um, Eloy. That was like, like very hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you eventually get him to I to think talk? we were like very lucky. I, I, I mean, I wanted to do that like since the beginning, and of course he he didn't want to. But there there was going to be this this voting in the end, mm-hmm. and he thought that we were there. For, because of that. Uh-huh. So he let me interview him because of that. Like he would say, well, this is the first time that women are going to vote. It's because of me and all that. Right. So I just asked him about her. But I didn't know. I, I didn't tell him that I was doing a documentary about her. Right, right. But I thought he, I mean, he knew because, because he knows everything. Yeah. But he, I think he was like, very proud about it. So yeah. in the end, it was just like one of the last things I, I right. did. But... But I, but I always thought that he was never going to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, 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 a good, it's a good get. And especially his very um, 
honest perspective on how he does not think highly of her and all of that. I, I heard that one of the best advice for interviewing people is to get them to talk about their opponents. So that, or about themselves. Oh, so, yeah. So, well, if so, they're, if so they're, they're really like self-involved, to, yeah, know, that's probably true. I like to preach true. and say, well, but maybe, but they say that maybe she has like, like something to do with this boating, so of course he didn't like that, so he's right, just right, right. <laughs> You had to bring it back to him. Yes. Right, right. But it was maybe like the hardest part to, well, I mean, not the hardest part, but it was hard to get that interview. Right. How about like just physical access? Because there's those amazing shots of like wide shots of the of the whole mountains mm-hmm. uh, and the roads, which are very stunning. But they also sort of speak to how hard it is to get yes, to these communities. Think, so how I did you that, get all of that? With well, we we have to hire an airplane, and that flew from Mexico City to Oaxaca, and then we did these these aerial shots. Oh wow! Yes, it was actually. I didn't want to do that because I thought, no, that's like, like too expensive. But the producers yeah. of the film school say, you must do that. I say, okay, well, I mean, if you're going to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, like very insisting on that. So that I, I have to tell it, it was because of them more, yeah. than, more than me. <laughs> I, I think they're great. I'm assuming this was post the grant once you had more money and you could just yeah, hire a plane. With the film school that gave yeah. all the money, but... And most of the money, they, they, I mean, they thought it was like a production value that, that I yeah. think it is. No, that's true. <laughs> that's why they're the producer and I'm the director because, like, sometimes you're just like too stuck uh, in your story. I say, no, no, that doesn't have to do with, with my story. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm doing a film now, and the producer is saying again, you need somewhere else. I say, no, I don't need that because I want to focus on, the, on the emotion of the characters right. and. But with that background, I said, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I need to do some aerial shots as well. Well, I guess it so depends on the project. It's a big fight, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, and to your credit, I think throughout, I don't know what other people would think, but throughout, I, I could not tell what was shot before when it was just you and, and two other people right. versus when you had all those people and extra money and all of that. So I think that was, uh, that's to you. Yeah, credit. there's a lot of things that I did, like I saw with small camera. But the, the, I think that the color correction is like really, really great. So you cannot tell very much uh, because yeah. like most of the beginning of, of the town and everything, I did it with a small right. camera and then everything became more beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, okay. So I guess now I want to talk a little bit about the, the narrative uh, or at least the, the structure mm-hmm. of, of the narrative. And mostly because... I, well, okay, my first question is, when did you decide to stop, that this would be when you yeah, stopped the story? Mostly because of Fresina's story, it gets better, it gets way better afterwards. Uh-huh. But yeah, what, what was the point where you decided this is, this is it? This is the story I want to say. Well, when I started, that I didn't know what was going to happen, of course, because that's why I say, why do I want to make fiction? Because reality is, is always much greater, as, as you can see. You know, I could never imagine that was going to happen. But... Yeah. When I started, I said, well, I'm going to film until uh, there's going to have this boating on the community and to see if women can vote or not, right. because that's what, what she was fighting for. So, yeah. okay, that's, that's the map. I mean. And then when she started like, like getting involved into politics, uh, I realized that if I keep like, filming her when, when she was there, it's going to be 
like another story. So yeah. I have to finish there. And I like very much that, that she's doubting, that yeah. she realized that she got into a really bad place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I like that ending. So, so I think that's the way, because it's not, I mean, for me, it's not like a totally like positive thing. It's, uh, it's not that because she lost her, all her freedom. You know, now yeah. she's into politics. She's kind of eaten by the system. Yeah. So that's my point of view of the story in a way. Yeah. So I think it was very important to end it that way, not like a, like a big party, yeah. but to say, well, you know, it's not like such a nice story. And that was like very important to me. That's, I, yeah. I decided to end it there. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to decide that. No. Always. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like you ended it because it was this issue in particular, and that was the end of that issue. But obviously, um, in her last interview, she just mentions that all the other issues that are going to keep coming up for her as she becomes yeah, a politician. It's just bef- I think it's just before she's going to jump yeah. into that. So just, just before this moment. Yeah. And then, of course, she jumps in. And that's another story to make another documentary, maybe. But yeah. That's where the documentary should yeah. end, I think. Ever seen a story too? The yeah. sequel. <laughs> um, so, could you speak a little bit about like where her story has gone now, and also why? Because you mentioned you don't think it's necessarily a positive development. And no, well, I think she did. She's been doing like a good work. I mean, she's she's part of a right wing party now, which is not very nice, of course. But the left wing one is is not very nice either. So you know, I don't know. I, I mean, at this point. But now she's, she was more like a local congresswoman. Now she's a national one. Yeah. And she keeps like, having power and power. She, they say now that she could be like the governor of the state someday. She's growing. And she, but she had like, a very hard time. Of course, she's you know, in a right-wing yeah. party. And she's an indigenous woman. Of yeah. course, they attack her like, very much. She suffers a lot. But she... You know, she keeps surviving and surviving and fighting back. So, I mean, the struggle goes. Yeah. But, of course, she's part of the party. She's very much into, a, like, a political woman. Of course, she lost, uh, like, the touch with the community a lot. Yeah. But she's trying to do things, you know. It's really hard to get into politics, as she says. Yeah. But hard. what I think is most, maybe, like, most important, I think that she was very naive, in the end, you can see that she doesn't realize where she's getting to. So yeah. I think that's a little bit of the drama for me, that she's getting into like, something that, that she doesn't have a clue on. It's a very serious thing. Yeah, there's, I think there's like two or three points. So first, when she talks about, well, I'm glad I didn't become the mayor because I'm doing so much better work. Mm-hmm. So it's at the beginning, and you say, oh, this is great. She did her organization. Um, and then when she starts getting into the, uh, the political party and she's ambivalent about it, and now she's like full on in the party. Um, yeah. And Well, she does have that moment where she says, well, some say this is the far right party, but what's the difference between far right and far left given these issues? But there's a clear difference. This is the far right party. It's, um, she, does have, she didn't have... Yeah. I mean, in that moment, I realized she didn't have like the slightest idea. And that like scare me a lot so, so I have to sit here and say okay there is a difference yeah. but I mean she was going to be like a congresswoman already she was like two weeks from that and she yeah. kept thinking about it this, oh my god this is going to be a disaster yeah. yeah but I mean she's still she's still there she's still kicking yeah. so. 
I think what I like about her, and it's something that's not very common, she's very honest and she says things, yeah. which is, of course, for a politician, it's not very... And she says <laughs> that she's scared and she doesn't know what to do or, or she doing like, things right or not. She was like very honest. Of course, that's, that's uh, something maybe for... I mean... I mean, when you are there, I think it's like very dangerous. But I admire her I mean, for that, for being like yeah. hope and to doubt. I mean, politicians don't—they don't say they're, they, the, they, they have these yeah, issues. So they're so sure of themselves. Yeah. yeah. There's so it's interesting in, in the for those of you who have a program in the translation of, of the title. So in Spanish, it's La Revolución de los Alcatraces, which <laughs> Alcatraces. I googled this because I don't know. It's um. It's it, a flower. Yeah, it's calla lily. Um, and so it's the flower, and it's the flower because she was associated with this flower? Mm. Yeah. Everybody asks me that because they don't understand why the... Why the flowers. Yeah. And at some point of the cut, there was this explanation because she says that that kind of flower is, the, is like the symbolism of the woman of Oaxaca because they're like very wild and they're like everywhere and they're very beautiful, but they just give... I for granted, so for her yeah. it was some kind of a symbol for that. But I didn't like that she explained it that, so I just left the name just left it, without yeah. any So people can always have that question. Yeah, well, it's, they, I mean, they know it's like the symbol of Oaxaca. Right. But when I was going to translate it, I didn't like how it sounds in English, so I, mm. that's why I changed the name. Oh, so you ch- did it to change? Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask about that, because what, I mean, it's it's something that could seem very small, but like, no, the general scheme of theme. And what was interesting is, like in Spanish, it sounds like it's a revolution of many, right? It's all the, all the flowers, mm-hmm. all the women of yeah. Oaxaca, um, and then in English, it becomes Ofrecina's revolution. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds I better because the other translation was was a really hard to get and didn't sound very good. Yeah, it's the revolution of the calla lilies. Yeah, it's, it's not very <laughs> it doesn't, good. Doesn't sound powerful. It <laughs> no. just sounds sounds like a special. So I had to change it, and of course, like a lot of people ask me, but why do you? Well, I just yeah. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, on some level, I think it, it speaks to the balance that you're trying to strike um, between saying that she is doing this for the whole community mm-hmm. uh, and for all the women. But it's also very specific for her, her story and also the reason why she's managed to make so many things is because of her own personality. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Um, some kind of a revolution, a small one. But yeah, so it's, it's both. It's for everyone, but also... There's not that many people that could have been taken her position and, no, and given this no. for it, right? No, I think, I mean, she's pretty unique. And I think one of the most important things is that, like, for a person that was born in a very poor community with, with parents that they don't know like, how to write or read, and then she becomes what she is. I mean, it's pretty big. Yeah. That doesn't happen every day in Mexico at all. So yeah. even if I say, well, like, the power got her and is, is very bad, but still, it's like a big jump for somebody. Like that, you know. That's true. I have. um, I was reading up on what happened in her story afterwards, and she had. So she became. She was a congresswoman in her state, right? And then Mm -hmm. now she becomes a. a, In her state, but 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 in a national way now, because they. Right now she's uh in the main. uh, So in the federal Congress, she's a congresswoman, and she's the. She's the director of the committee for indigenous affairs. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just has all the titles, and so last. Where are we now, 2016? No, two years ago, um, the UN had a sort of like a summit on indigenous affairs, yes. and the whole, so the story goes, she had proposed a law speaking to usos y costumbres, so the idea that 
um, they couldn't infringe on whatever the, the community's um, ideas were. So if they couldn't allow women to vote, they, they wouldn't. Um, so she proposed a law where the, she didn't want to remove usos y costumbres. She wanted to keep that sort of tradition of respecting indigenous communities' rights. But at the same time, um, these could not be respected if they infringed upon uh, women's rights. So that was one of the main laws that she proposed um, in Congress. And that was stagnant for like two years. Precisely what you were talking about earlier, that the, the party did not respect her and most no. of the people just like pushed her aside. Or fear her more than not respect her. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Fear her more than knew that. she was way more powerful than, than yeah. the president. So. Yeah, but then she went with the president and with other the petitions. And she kept like, insisting to, that that law was approved. And of course, nobody listened to her. But when she went to this forum, she said near the president and she said openly that he was going to support that law. So. So he didn't have any other choice to support it. Yeah. He's, I mean, she's pretty tough. To yeah. And of course you have to say yes, so yeah. they have to accept it. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect example of like being at the yes. right moment and yeah. not capitalized. Yeah. I mean, on, on some of it, she's a great political mind without even wanting to. Yeah, I think she was born so, like that. She was born yeah. with us, yeah. like, like with a political gene or something, because she, <laughs> no, she she knows like how to talk to people in yeah. in an exact way to convince her, even if it's like her mother or a politician. She just knows like like how to get to people. That's that's really impressive, and I think she was always like that. And also because the mayor, when he mentions, oh, she she made a big deal of it because the media is really interested in women's issues nationally and internationally. And he made it seem like, oh, that's a problem. But it's actually such a great strategy. I mean, knowing how to, how to do the trans, work of translation and speaking to um, broader issues, right? Because, so she's part of the, um, like we said, the right-wing party, but the reason why she was invited into that party is because of Margarita Zavala, who was then the, the first lady right? uh, at the time. She was sort of, that was her, uh, one of her... Um, campaigns, I guess, right? It was promoting women's rights generally. Um, so she found a way to connect the, on that level. Yeah, I think that because they asked me why this party wanted to support these women, said, yeah, because they need that. I mean, yeah. like the, I think that the left-wing party, don't, I mean, they don't need like an indigenous woman because they need like other kind of people to, yeah. to earn votes, but they needed her. Yeah. And she knows it. I said, yeah, I mean, I mean, she told me, I know they're using me, but I'm using them as well. So, <laughs> so, so. she had it very clear, so I don't care. I mean, they can put, I mean, they can, they can take pictures with me, like, yeah, like the genius woman, but I'm going to get all the things that I want for, yeah. the, for the community. So, yeah, she's, she's pretty bright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, you emphasized a little bit um, sort of the, for her and, in general, the importance of education and sort of moving these things forward, right? Like, this, there's a story about her always wanting to go to school, but then um, she has that scene with the, the little boy who's very adorable, and he keeps saying the letters, and she's very proud of him with the letters. Um, and then the one where um, they're trying to make the deal with the dad that dad won't drink if the girl keeps studying and gets good grades, so then she won't marry someone who drinks all the time and beats her up, so I think... Yeah, and I have to say that, that after that, like two months later, like the father beat her up, like, like the kid, like really bad, and put all her teeth down. So, it, and that kind of stories, I mean, I mean, they happen all the time. Yeah. They can be just something that had to do 
I mean, not because they're bad or something, just because there's a lot of poverty, there's no education, there's a lot of alcohol. So it's a, there's some serious, serious issues too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that w- they also had a great um, interview with, uh, I think it was a woman from the town as well, um, right after the mayor, who, who's complaining about Elfrusina from the perspective of, oh, she's making us seem really bad, and she's saying that yeah, we are... Yeah, there were a lot of people that they didn't want to be, because they're portraying in a bad way, so... Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of things that you have, I mean, it's, it's a very complicated issue. Actually, yeah. like the like the uses, the uses and things, it's very complicated as well, because they want to put it away, because they think that, that everybody should be, like, the same, so... Yeah, I mean, there are like something that they don't work, like this kind of uh, mm-hmm. gender thing. But it's it's a very important law at the same time because yeah. it let like people do whatever they want with with their mm-hmm. customs. So it's 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 very complicated to make like, like general statements. You always have to see like the small yeah. letters in the exactly. I mean, yeah, because like you said, for the most part, those communities are completely disenfranchised. So at least having some sort of uh, legal recourse on how to keep their certain traditions yeah. uh, alive is good, but then you have the other kind of issues um, of oppression. So yeah, it's, uh, it's complicated. It's what it's it is. <laughs> Maybe we can get more questions from people in the audience. I'm just curious, do you know, has there been any kind of political fallout for her from this video? There just seem to be a lot of truthful moments from her that are opposition parties grabbing onto that and kind of using that as propaganda in any way that you know of? I don't Against, you meant the, the, where she's kind of progressing politically, has, mm-hmm. has any of opposition parties kind of used any clips or any parts from this film in a, a way to hurt her politically as all? Well? No, really, no. no. I mean, I haven't heard any. I think that, you know, in Mexico there's like so many terrible things going on that everybody forgets about this because there's always like a bigger issue, much, much more important. So things keep happening. So not really. No. And I hope not, of course. But um, One thing I wanted to ask um, is a lot of the aerial shots and the complicated nature of the landscape and the isolation of this area really came through too, in the way these people spoke Spanish, right, and in the ways in which they articulated just sentences in Spanish, and you see the different languages that are spoken when the camera is there, or when it isn't, or when sort of they're trying to ignore the fact that the camera is there and just do their thing. So, what was it like to go into the indigenous community to f- make a film? that you might want to reach a national audience, and that means shooting in Spanish, right? And did you have, want to ask them to speak Spanish to you, and were there moments um, in which that was not possible or it was denied? Actually, it was very weird because, like, sometimes they speak in Spanish and sometimes they speak in Zapotec, that's it. And I think that what happened is, is that, that she, she was choosing a little bit, like, well, now let's speak in Spanish, because maybe she knew it's going to work. But I never asked them to do that. You know, it was something on her. 
she put like the you know the, like the language because I have like a lot of scenes that, I mean they're all in Zapotec and maybe they didn't work uh, for the film but some did so it was kind of a mix it was like very natural so I just let her do what she was what I mean what she knew that it was like the best but like when they're arguing uh, with this guy I don't know why they were speaking Spanish because, because I never told them to do that I think she decided it was like a good scene, so she started speaking in Spanish, and of course everybody speaks Spanish and and Zapotec all the time, and, and they're mixing it together, so it's hard to know where they're going to speak in Spanish and where they're going to speak in Zapotec. But of course, I have to. It's funny because that Zapotec, they only speak it in that community. If you go to another community, it's Zapotec, but it's different. So for making all the translation, because I have like a lot of material, I have to take her sister to Mexico City and sit with the editor. And yeah, it was really hard. And, and translate everything and put the subtitles because there was another Zapotec there. I said, no, but this is not Zapotec. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not my Zapotec, so it's different. <laughs> so, so I cannot translate her. So I realized it's going to be hard to translate everything, but in the end, we... we managed to do it. Um, I mean, you mentioned this a little bit when you were talking about, you know, her being part of the PAN, which is the right-wing party, but I have heard, you know, that there's this big backlash in terms of other women's groups um, questioning her participation in this. So, um, does she respond to them in the same way? Um, not just to political groups, but just sort of in general, um, the way, you know, women who are not, who are critiquing what the PAN is doing, who are seeing that the PAN is sort of taking on the gender agenda just to take it on. Um, but she clearly is staking out her claim that it doesn't matter which party it is, which I totally understand because, you know, at the, bottom, at the, at the end of the day, as she says, they are still responsible for the things that happen in those communities. So... Um, but what is, do you know what that backlash perhaps have been? Well, I think that she realized in the very first place that there were like a lot of people that were going to be like against her. I mean, including women, and especially women from, like, from other communities. They were like, they, I mean, they don't like her because they say that she got into politics and she got like to the bad side. But I think she has like very clear that she, like the only way she's gonna be able to do all these these like changes for her, I mean, in her point of view, is to get into politics. So she, of course, she keeps like getting attacks, but she have this like very clear. And actually, I was being attacked as well for the many groups saying that you are making this propaganda about her. Saying no, I'm just making a portrait of this woman trying to. But yeah, they were no because you need to get into community work and not into politics. That's not that's not the way of doing things. So it's I mean it became like very polemic as well. No, I say and now what is she doing? I say well I don't know. I mean I'm not her. I'm not her. I mean like a follower. I just did a film about this the specific moment, you know, so it was hard to make people understand that. And of course that happens a lot in making film. They think you're like their biographer and or their follower, so you're kind of responsible of what she does and say, well, no, I just did this film, but I mean, you can ask her, <laughs> but not me. It's, it's, but it's hard, you know. 
like when I was talking about like about the ethics, well, it's a little bit. I mean, like that. You have like a, like a big responsibility because there's a lot of people that are watching, and of course they want to ask you things, even if if it's not you, who I mean, you are like portraying. So, I mean, the things you never know what's going to happen with your film. You know, like sometimes there's a big scandal, or sometimes nothing happened, or there's a group that that is against it that you never thought that that was going to happen. But I think that she had it like, like very clear. Me, not so clear, of course. I, I doubt that, well, maybe it should be like more, more hard with her. But in the same time, so who am I to, I mean, to be hard with her because she got into politics and start like, um, I don't know, like criticizing her, like look what she did. It's not the kind of thing I want to do. I just want to present what happened, you know. One more question. Hello, and thank you. Uh, another follow-up uh, question. I'm wondering if uh, there's been any progress in the communities since this film was shot and since she got more political power. Like, do they have streetlights now? The yeah. bridge, was it ever built? Now there's, there's a great road because, I mean, this winding road that was like... Like really scary now. There's a very nice road to the communities, and there's much more support. Yeah, there's 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 a big change. I think, of course, they cannot do it in in all the state because it's it's very big, and in and in all the country. But I think that for the area that where she's from, that she can do something about. Actually, they there was like a big big uh, change in many things. I mean, in roads, in in, in education, as he said, now there's a law that that protects like women if if they don't let her vote. You know, I think there are what I mean what she can do because she have like a lot of things against her. In that part, I do think they, that she did things like important things. And her organization's still yes. running, right? Uh-huh. Even if I she's think. not the head of it. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of women involved there, which I think that's that's a big change. You know, the women, like nobody was working, and now there's like like some people working with the mayor that are women. So I mean, she made some changes there yeah. that I think are maybe more important that she's involved in politics. Yeah. That small there's changes some, are yeah. important, I think. Yeah. And they're self-sustaining, and that will last out outlast her even. Yeah, sure. So that that's that's good too. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you very uh, much. Thank to you all. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.